Hello and welcome to the Undead Wookiee podcast episode 36, Shockwaves from 1977. The Undead Wookiee is a fortnightly-ish podcast focusing on horror and sci-fi, but there will be times where we dip into other genres because here at the Undead Wookiee, our nerdiness knows no bounds. Hello, I am your host, Hugh Lloyd, and welcome back for another ghoulishly grisly zombified episode. Like I said, we are talking Shockwaves from 1977. Now, before I introduce my very, very special guest, let's check out the trailer. You are now in the deep end of horror. Shockwaves. Once they were almost human. You mean to say that what we all saw out there is just a mirage? It was a minor underwater disturbance, with a hot sky acting on a cold current coming from a mile down below. Something unknown, something unforeseen, something unspeakable lives below, and it lives to destroy. (coughs) They have risen. We created the perfect soldier from cheap hoodlums and thugs, and a good number of pathological murderers and sadists as well. We called them the Totem Core, the Death Core, creatures more horrible than any you can imagine. From beyond the dead, from beneath the living, from the depths of hell's ocean, everything they touch will die in the deep. Shockwaves. Give me the flashlight. We'll be left with nothing but that oil lamp. You don't need it. I need all the help I can get out there. Now let me have it. Starring the masters of shock, John Carradine and... Peter Cushing. You are indeed very stupid. Now it is too late. Now the total horror has begun. Now there is no way out. Now the ocean becomes a graveyard. you run the quicker you die because once they were almost human shockwaves the deep end of horror okay and i am joined by a very very special guest making his second appearance on the undead Wookiee, the fool. He was so close. He was so close to getting out, but we pulled him back in. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I give you the mighty, the one, the only, Mr. Peter Nielsen. Peter, how the devil are you, sir? I am doing just fine. 
I thought you were going to say the mighty Peter. That would just that, say, that, no, no, no. Mm, a bit, a bit uh, unfair to. That's a separate that podcast. A blatant, blatant lie. <laughs> yes, it is. and a blatant lie. <laughs> but thank you, sir. I'm happy to be back. Oh, thank you for being on. Honestly, I love you know. It was great having you on the show. It's great being able to talk about uh, shockwaves, and yep. uh, you know, of course, we're going to be talking a little bit later on about another great film. Um, I, I want to say before dawn, but for some reason, I because I'm looking at my. Um, oh, it's just just, just before, before dawn because I was looking at my Evil Dead yeah. Two uh, DVD. Oddly enough, okay, which okay. Was just, yeah. just which was there. Dead by dawn. Dead by dawn. Dead by dawn. Dead by dawn. Yes. So we have got Shockwaves from 1977. So we're talking zombies. We're talking mm-hmm. Nazi zombies. And we're talking mm-hmm. Peter Cushing, of course. And of course, you know, people automatically jump to Peter Cushing, but there is another film legend in here, uh, which is yes. the wonderful John Carradine. Yeah. Now, I mean, I, he has more than three, 300, and, let's see, 351 credits on IMDb. Yes. That's insane. That's insane. Yes. And I mean, he's done pretty, I think it's fair to say that he covered every single genre humanly imaginable except for porn i mean it's uh... yes yeah let's see there's a westerns 39 stagecoach the you know the, the yeah the, the john wayne one yes let's see grapes of wrath is more of a drama from the 40s yeah and uh, the howling and again and, i forget uh, i always forget he was in the howling yeah yeah so did i when i was looking up here this week like the howling so what and then you'd kind of sit and think a little bit and say oh yeah and he was in the Boogeyman. Remember that was a way of video nasty. Yes, reports, well, I've just right? uh, yeah, I've just bought her a Blu-ray, so I'm uh, I'm going to be uh, sitting down and watching the Blu-ray when I get uh, when I get two minutes. But yeah, okay. you know, he's you know, you look at some of the titles, and I mean, people sort of say, oh, well, his career kind of dipped off at the end, but he was working right up until 1988. Yeah, which is incredible. Holy because, shit. You know, he was in the man who shot Liberty Balance. Yeah, I yeah. don't remember that. I think it, I don't think he's got a massive role. Um, well, probably not, but still. You know, Damn. Okay. he was in the Ten Commandments. He was in the Ten Commandments, which is just yes. insane. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. Is... Then you and then you think and uh, shockwaves. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> there's not you know there's yeah, a bit of a the, like. Yeah, like you said, he was working basically all the time. Yeah, all the time. No. Here's a you know a little bit of trivia uh, for this one is that um, both him and Peter Cushing only did five days on this film. They only worked five days. Yeah, and, and I think uh, Peter Cushing got the best deal. Well, yeah, because Carradine only had five grand for it, which I'm not being you know I'm uh, not knocking it. I'd happily do five. No. You know, you know if anybody is listening, uh, yeah. you know yeah. I'll I'll do five days for fifty quid. It's not a problem. But uh, no, you know. No. But Peter Cushing, obviously being a, a bigger name, got twenty five thousand for five days. Plus, well, plus first class airfare, air, airfare to and from London, hotel accommodations, and a driver. That's not bad, is it? That's not that, that's, no. that's that's not no. bad going. That's not bad going. No, I mean, no, and he didn't really do a hell of a lot in the movie. So I mean, that's a good deal. No, no, <laughs> he, but, and. I do like his performance in this. I mean, I, again, yes. we, we were speaking earlier, you know, off air about sort of um, actors not phoning in performances. Mm-hmm. And everything that Cushing did, 
he never really phoned it in ever. No, you know, nope. and when and when you learn a lot more about, particularly about his sort of um, about well, after his wife passed away, how he sort of really sort of um, he sort of he was, he just spent he a lot struggled. of it. He really really struggled, and lots of people described yeah. it as you know that he was just sort of almost waiting to die, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. But again, he never phoned in a performance. He never phoned it in. Nope. Um, and again, no. I mean, and he and he's too like like we talked about John Carradine. He has. He's gone through every genre too, basically. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got. A, I think it's something like, um, is it a hundred? He had a hundred and thirty-one acting credits. Yeah, something like that. And there's everything from, of course, his role as Grand Moff Tarkin in Star Wars. Yes. To like the the Curse of Frankenstein, Doctor Five Rises Again, yes. Twins of Evil, which is a cool movie. Yes. And and Top Secret and Top Secret. Remember that one with Val Kilmer? Yeah. Holy shit, I for- totally yeah. forgot he was in Top Yeah, I love Top Secret. Yeah, he's he's the, he's the professor, the the Swedish professor where of they where they they pretend that it's Swedish but they just play the 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 dialogue backwards. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you have that he he has that massive eye cuz you first see him when he's looking through a looking glass and then he takes yes. that away and the eye is still big. So I mean, he's done every all all genres too. Yeah, I mean, so he, he's, you know, and I, I say this every single time we bring Peter Cushing up on the podcast, that I don't uh-huh. think there is any actor, even today, who's on st- screen, takes a slap as well as Peter Cushing. He always, no, I think you're right. <laughs> every time he got hit, he always <laughs> managed, you know, particularly, you know, a slap from Christopher Lee, who's a big guy. Mm. He would, you know, mm-hmm. he'd managed to sort of land in a certain way where his hair would fall. You, you would genuinely mm-hmm. believe that he had, Taken, taken one for the team. He just always managed yep. to pull it off. You know, selling it That's to the accurate. highest order. Highest <laughs> order there. Again, not phoning it in. No, 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 not nope. at all. Now, this... And talking about it in, in this one, that scar he has in this movie yes. is nasty. It is an, and, an and amazing impressive. scar. It is, it is a good... Yes. And again, it just adds to his character, doesn't it? He doesn't because yes. he doesn't yes. he doesn't have an awful lot of time on screen. He doesn't have oh. an awful lot of time on screen, but he is able to establish his character instantly. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And I mean, you know, I love his living room. Um, nothing mm-hmm. says sort of Nazi paraphernalia than a giant swastika hanging up in your living room. Uh, no, not much. It's a, it's, <laughs> it's a little bit on the chin, you know. It's a little bit on the uh-huh. nose. Um, it's hard to it's hard to come into that room and think. I wonder what this guy's interested in. Oh, there oh, it is. Yes, yes. Oh, right. <laughs> you know, you can imagine his wife. People coming around the house and his wife saying, "Look, just don't get him started on politics. He'll be fine. Just don't get no. him started on politics. Yeah. He'll be fine. He'll be fine." Just to talk <laughs> flowers. Yeah. Flowers. <laughs> flowers and trees. There yes. you go. But I mean, don't this... mention the war. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Oh man, that's again. That's a great episode of Faulty Towers. I mean, you, you, you obviously. Uh, yes, it is. Just oh, it's just a wonderful episode. Wonderful, wonderful episode. Don't mention the war. <laughs> I, I I mentioned it once, but I think I got away. Got away. <laughs> <laughs> now, <clears throat> of course, this was directed by Ken Wiederhorn, and yes. uh, he would obviously go on to direct such classics as Meatballs Two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he did a couple episodes <laughs> of uh, Freddy's Nightmares. Now, this is the one yeah. that sort of always jumps out for me. He directed Return of the Living Dead Part Two. 
Yes, he did. Which I quite and like. yeah, it's it's a uh, again uh, like we talked off air, uh, the right mindset going into movies. Yes, just switch the brain to Nora to neutral, and yeah. uh, you'll be fine. Just glide on through. <laughs> yeah, and he also uh, directed uh, another classic called. Okay, so Eyes of a Stranger. Eyes of a Stranger yeah. is another one. But yes. uh, do you remember a movie called King Frat? No, I that one passed me by. Good for you. <laughs> it's oh, it's it's a comedy. It's kind of like an Animal Farm ripoff version, uh, you know. With this, yeah, yes, yeah. It's it's. I managed to actually find it on DVD uh, a bunch of years back, and it, oh, wow, it's it's a. It's hard to get through, but there's. We watched this when we were when we were youngins and had a yes. blast with it because it it has everything from <coughs> nudity to to fart humor, which there's actually a, a fart competition in that movie. Nice, nice. Believe believe it or not, but uh, yeah. So Hi, that's a <clears throat> classic. Yes, really yes. In every meaning of the word. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, the connection to Meatballs 2, Meatballs Part 2. Yeah. Uh, in that one, they're watching a movie on, on TV, I think. Yes. You know what movie that is? Come on, enlighten me. I have not seen Meatballs 2 in years. It is Shockwaves. Ah. They're actually watching Shockwaves, or it's uh, it's on in the background on a TV set in Meatballs Part 2. Wow. Wow. Yes. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... um. I think one of the things that all that struck me very, very much with this film is, <clears throat> I mean, it is low budget. Yeah. It is a low budget film, yes. but it is so well put together. Yes, it is. It is so well put together. And one of the moments in it that really sort of, that I really liked, and it kind of reminded me of um, another film, uh, another 70s horror, was the prologue from the beginning. Uh, where you get the context of these sort of you know the, the creation of these uh, these sort of Nazi zombie units that, by the SS um, yeah. was it reminded me very much of 1976's uh, Who Could Kill a Child? Ooh! Now that have you seen that? Uh, the Spanish. Wow, it's been a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's a great, great See, film. I'm it's a great film. I think so. I'm, I, I can't say no and I can't say yes because it's been so long. So I'm not, I have to, I have to uh, see parts of it too. Yeah. I mean, lots I of people, I... yeah, lots of people sort of jump automatically to the machine gunning down of children in that scene. But, um, ah, uh, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But it is yeah, a, I got it now. Brilliant film. Absolutely brilliant film. And I get, it's not got a Blu-ray release. Um, but again, they use that sort of that historical context right at the beginning to set the scene. It's absolutely brilliant. Um, I, that, that's the one thing that I liked. Um, I liked about this right from the start is that you get that historical context and you know sort of yes. straight away that you're in. You know what you're Ooh, in yeah. for. Um, Ooh, yeah. so, and then when he tells the later on, when he tells the, the story of the, the death core, it, yeah, it, it sends yeah. chills down your spine because it's it's horrifying yeah it is and i mean he is and his delivery because it could have been very very hammy it Mm could have been very very hammy but he is so still he is so controlled throughout Uh, it's very matter of factly just yes these are the facts this happened and yeah yeah um i you know it it is 
it, again, it, you know, we've we've said it already. It's a great performance from Cushing, and we'll sort of, you know, we'll go, we'll probably mention him hundreds of times more as we go through the film. Um, oh, once or twice. Yes, and I mean, when you look <laughs> at the cast, of course, the uh, our scream queen of this one, our leading lady, is Brooke Adams, uh, who plays Rose. She's a yeah, she's a babe in this one. Yeah, <laughs> I think they they cap they they made the most of uh, of her assets in this film. Uh, yeah, I well, mean, there was basically just her and another. Uh, yes, yes. So, uh, uh, and, and she and Brooke Adams looked the best. Sorry, yes. and I know that's uh, <laughs> messed, <laughs> a wrong way to say, but that's 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 the facts. Yeah, and basically. do you know what the do you know what the bit that really because there's lots of this film, um, lots of the chases and whatever take place in swamps and those kind of marshland yeah. type. Did you ever get that moment where? She jumps into like the lagoon area uh, and has just this impromptu swim, and you think that water must be really dirty. Why is she getting in there? Yeah, and and it's not like she's trying her fe- footing or everything. No, she no. just dives in and Straight swims around. And, yeah, I, and I, I got the same thought. Like, wouldn't you just? I mean, you're on a deserted. Well, they think it's a deserted island. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you at least check for like alligators or anything well, or something? It's, it's kind of like the island, a type of island where they might have something like caiman crocodiles or you know those types yeah. of those things just 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 knocking about you know and then seeing somebody yeah. sort of uh, fresh meat like that for a while would probably entice uh-huh. one or two. But and again, and diving in and she like goes under the water and again like you said it it doesn't look like the the freshest <laughs> of waters. No, no, no. You know, it's not, and it's like when you see, you know, we'll come out of the, you know, we, when you see the appearance of mm-hmm. the, you know, of the zombies, of the Nazi zombies, where they are underneath the water, um, mm-hmm. and they, you know, the, the, I think the open, you know, we may as well talk about it now, is where you see them walking yes. along the, the the ocean bed. Yes. Oh. I and mean, that, with the music playing, we'll get to the yes. music. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, yeah. And then you see the, them the in way the way to walk. Yes. Yeah. And you sort of you see them sort of um, they're in the you know when they're in like the swampland and they're under the water, and yeah. you see and the water's all there's bits all floating around them and it, you just, yes, it's brownish. Yes. Yeah, filthy. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Again, you just think, good old nineteen seventies filmmaking. I'm sure there was somebody out there who risk assessed everything, sort of check mm-hmm. it all out. It'll be absolutely fine. No, in uh. you go. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Don't worry. I wonder how ill they got. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause, yeah. Because it didn't. It did not look. No. I don't know. It didn't look like the water you'd like to swim in. No. 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 I, I mean, mean, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? Uh, if, if put yourself in there, there's a or a Rosa situation. Instead of going into those dirty ass swamps, why not just go out? I mean, there weren't far from the sea. Why not just go out to the sea on the beach? Yeah. It was nice looking. Yeah. It, Blue, nice water. Abandoned beach. When is that ever yeah. going to happen? Nobody N- try- like never. Nobody trying to sell you anything. This, no. You know, nobody trying to sell you a fake, a fake pair of sunglasses, or <laughs> or some kind of re- floatable device, or getting hassled for a deck yeah. chair. No, no, no. Just, just you and a nice open ocean. No. But what does Rose do? No, you look at that. Dirty water there. I'll just go in there. Yes, that's fine. That the, the, the stinking yeah. mud hole will be fine. I'll take yeah. that. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> now, 
other members, yeah, yeah other members of the cast. Go on, sorry, Fido, what were you going to say? <laughs> no, no, I, I mean, uh, we're getting to that part where she finds uh, another uh, yes. member of the, the cast, but we'll get to that. Yeah, now you've got Fred Buck as Chuck. Um, yes. who Reason I must the classic Porky's 2 and Porky's Revenge yes uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> a small part I don't even know but, uh, but yeah, small, yeah, yeah. It, most of his career was, consisted of small parts but, yeah. I mean, as long as the paycheck is there so I mean he was I don't think he could have looked any more 1970s if he tried no I don't think so I mean he it's, was it's, rocking uh, the, the chest hair the little, yes. you know, the the the, the, uh, the wide collared open shirt, and yes. very tight shorts. Very yes, tight, and they were they were so small that they just really managed to just cover up. Yes, all the 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 important bits. Yes, and I'm you know I'm sure you know if you'd looked hard enough, you possibly could have told what religion he was, but. Um, uh probably yes. <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't look that uh, that close though. But no, you no. Probably could. I well, it's just it, it, you. There, I think there were moments where you couldn't, you couldn't miss it. Um, no. But again, I think he gives a good performance in this. Yeah, yes, he gives yes, he a did. really, really good performance. Um, you had Jack Davidson as Norman. Um, oh yeah. Who the, the annoying one? <laughs> I yes. Um, every film has one. It's got you know. Every film has got to yeah. have one. But he was a dick. Yep. He was. Such yes, a he dick. was. He was such a dick. I mean, everything on... was crap to him. Everything yes. was shit. Well, I mean, I was wondering why are you even on this uh, this boat trip? Because you apparently didn't want to be there in the first place. No, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> and then you got uh, Luke Holpen as Keith. Yes, Keith. Now, yes, sir. See, that's a man's man. Mullet and Tash. Yeah, the way he walked around with those jeans, kind of like faded and wide, bell-button looking. Yes. He, 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 I mean, this this was a ladies' man. Yes. Um, do you know, the, the really, really terrifying thing is there are photos of my father during the 70s, and um, yeah. they pretty much had the same look. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, well, I have photos of my dad too looking <laughs> maybe not like not like Luke Halpin did in this one, but like oh, are you oh, wow, are you trying to look cool or Yeah, stuff? it is. They yeah. kind of in a weird way they kind of succeeded. <laughs> <laughs> Once in a while anyway. Yeah, you know. Um I think my father came across more Mexican bandito than sort of uh okay. cool 70s rocker well, than anything else, but um, I'm sure that'll work in some places. Yes, in deepest dark of South Wales valleys, yes. It's uh... <laughs> 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 oh well. Yes. Yeah, but but Luke Holpen looked good in this one. I mean, what is he mostly known for? What do you mostly know him for? I mean, to be honest with you, I mostly know recognize him from this, and um, I know that he's sort Flipper. of yes. And I was going to come on to fl- and, and being in Flipper, <laughs> and yeah, that's pretty much his that's entire career, really, isn't it? More or less, because he was in the there was the Flipper movies and a, yeah. the TV show that well, that was yeah, that was him. Yeah, and I mean, I've seen. I think I've seen an episode or two of it, but. Uh, however, do you want to know what's absolutely terrifying? Oh boy! This is Bring it. he was in. Speed Two Cruise Control. What? Yes, he was? He, yes, he is. He had a small miscellaneous crew member uh, role. Um, okay. But here, you know, this is the moment, and this has made my day. 
actually, he was in a Bud Spencer movie. Ooh. He was in Miami nice. Super Cops. <laughs> Seen that. Bud Spencer and Terrence Hill. Terrence Hill, yes. Yes. Oh, nice. We watched a shit ton of Bud Spencer and Terrence Hill movies from back in the days. Oh, man. It's like, what was the Bud Spencer scene? The Sheriff and the Satellite Kid. Sheriff and the Satellite Kid? Yeah, Bud Spencer movies where he had, um, oh, God. Um, he was, um, basically, Bud Spencer, of course, played the sheriff where he was looking mm-hmm. at and he had to protect him, uh, this little alien kid. Um Oh, you know what? Something just kind of struck a, a membrane core back in the way back in the dusty parts of my brain. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I may know what you're talking about. Not great films. No. no. <laughs> However, um, lots of fun. And he would, you know, of course, you do the classic Bud Spencer thing, being the big strong man, where he'd sort of mm-hmm. punch somebody and they would sort of, like, you know, obviously fly through the air. Um, oh, yeah. And he'd hit somebody on the head and they would go straight into the ground. You know, <laughs> great, great, great stuff. Great Let's stuff. See, if I look, I look up now to my left, up on one of the shelves, there is a, a Western movie collection with Bud Spencer and, Trin- uh, and uh, Terrence Hill, the yeah. Trinity movies, among others. So, uh, yeah. yep. I like, I, I don't know anybody who does not like a good Bud Spencer movie. No, I, I, think, I think, I think I mean, you need to be dead again, inside. Yeah. And again, with the right mindset, it's fun. Mm. They're entertaining. Oh yeah, and there's not a lot of not a lot of story in them. They're just fun. Yes, yes. Oh, nice. So he was in he was in that. What, what did you play in Miami Supercops? Um, he was in Miami Supercops. Where's he by? I don't think it's a massive part. Okay, no, I don't think I don't remember. I okay, so I haven't seen the movie. He is ages, the but... um, leader of one of the gangs. Okay. Uh, you see, I'd rather be leader in one of the of, thieves uh, in the bus. Okay. So uh, no name. No name. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd rather be in a Bud Spencer movie than I'd be in Speed Two. Can you imagine? Yes. Well, can you imagine being able to turn around and say, you know, I was in a Bud Spencer movie? You know, I'd, I'd love, I'd love to do that. You know, it's. I think in in my life, there's a few things that I've always wanted to achieve. You know, one of them is obviously, you know, is to be, you know, would be. To, would be in, you know, just in a Bud Spencer movie or in a Chuck Norris movie. Mm-hmm. Just just anything. Yeah. Just in the background. Just yeah. So you could say I was there. Yeah. I mean, oddly yeah. interesting, uh, side note, friends of mine were extras in a Wesley Snipes movie. Which one? It was obviously just before he went to prison. Um, and, they oh, never okay. got, <laughs> and they never got paid for their day's filming. So Wesley Snipes, you owe uh, Lambie and Big Stu 50 quid each for their day of filming. So uh, just put okay. that out there, guys. <laughs> yep, yep. Yes. Uh, I think they if were also, listens, they will get paid, Yes. Hopefully. And uh, I think they were given strict instructions <coughs> not to speak to Mr. Snipes whilst on set. So um, there uh, we are. Yeah, well, yeah, well. <laughs> still, it yes. would be cool to be in a Wesley Snipes movie. Yes, now, of course, we have DJ Sydney as Beverly, and yeah, and then we have she was in she was in two episodes of Quincy, Emmy, and Shockwaves. That's it. That's it. See, yes. do they make shows like Quincy anymore? Uh, I don't know. Not not like not not exactly like Quincy. No, I like no. Quincy. I remember I like, watching that. Jack I like Quincy. Yes. Yeah. I have a soft spot for Quincy and Columbo. 
I do. Have, yeah, I, have well, real, yeah, I have yeah, a real yeah, soft spot yeah, for the those. old, uh, yeah. the old school. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, I'm placing this. Uh, my my wife's uh, and I latest sort of television binging uh, firmly at you adore uh, for our latest obsession of Criminal Minds. Mm-hmm. We're now, I think we're up to season five now. Um, nice. Where we've just been binging it, just completely, yeah. just back to. It's such a good series. It's such a good series. Have you have you started looking at people like uh, their unsubs, all of them? Yes, everyone, every Good single man. one. Uh, you know, I'm, everyone's you know, a suspect. Yeah, That's I've uh, I now cannot walk into a room without profiling people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's okay. There's him, and oh, that's we have to look out for him. And, yeah. Oh, oh, look out, victim. Yes. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know. Yeah, you I, have you, to profile people. It, it's the only way to survive. Exactly. Uh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> when you start yeah, referring. We're big, Referring to your own members of the family, mind you, as unsubs, then you know you, you, you yes. may have spent a bit too long. You may have to cut back for a week. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> a Criminal Minds is a great show. Oh, it's brilliant! I am. It's absolutely yeah. superb. Now, I well, remember when Daryl on the show when he when he went into binging action on Criminal Minds, he was yeah. uh, on the show and up the show. He was like everyone was an unsub. Yes, <laughs> he was profiling. He was profiling left and right. <laughs> <laughs> now the last person uh, that we talk about is Don Stout as Dobbs. Dobbs, yeah, the cook. Yes, and fair play to them. He could not have been any more cliched as a cook or a galley hand, could he? No, not if he tried. No, no, no. And his only film so, credit is Shockwave. Yes. That's it. That's that's what. And, yeah. and I thought he, yeah, I thought he was really good. I thought he was yeah, really, he was. really yeah. good. I thought he yeah, was excellent. He spent it. he spent all his action, uh, acting chops on uh, shockwaves. Yes. So, I mean, that's I, not I, a bad I, movie. I, No, no. I don't think he maybe did. Maybe he he knew someone. He was just cast there, and, and uh, I don't know. He, yeah. he, he did a good job in it. I, mean, I think he, so. I think yeah. so. Now, where did you first see this film? Ooh. Uh, I don't remember. I mean, the the, the poster for this one mm. is one you always remember. Oh yeah, it's a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Always, poster. and as a kid, it scares the shit out of you. Yes. And uh, I think uh, I don't know. I don't remember when I first saw it. Uh, but uh, it's been a while. Yeah, I and mean, it was on 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 VHS. Uh, uh, we rented it at some point, but. Uh, yeah, Man. I, so I remember this vaguely um, being in uh, the video rental store for a little while when I was younger mm-hmm. and seeing that image. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't up until about sort of four or five years ago, actually, that I managed to be able to get, get hold of a copy and sit down and watch it properly. Yeah. But um, it's one of those films, of course, because this is, you know, one of the... I think it's probably one of the first examples of the uh, Nazi zombie uh, movies. Um, well, I actually found a list yeah. of Nazi zombie movies. <laughs> there was a... actually a Swedish one on it, too, from 2001. Ah. No, of course, everybody... Don't, ju- don't seek it out. Oh, it's not good. Oh, my God. I found it on YouTube in parts. Oh, holy oh. mother of all things bad. Yeah. <laughs> Now, of course, everybody, when they say, you know, they talk uh, undead Nazis, they automatically jump to the Dead Snow films. Um, yes. Or the Outpost movies. Uh, yes. 
Um, I really like the Outpost movies. I think they're really, really good. The sequels are really are, are pretty good as well. Um, Outpost, I don't think I've ever seen those. Oh, they're uh, Dead Snow, yes, but Outpost, I don't. Oh, the Outpost, they're so. well worth a look at. Outpost uh, stars race. The first one has Ray Stevens in it. Um, he was the guy who played the Punisher in the Warzone movie, and he was in. Ah, okay. He was, and yeah. he was Titus Polo in the in Rome, the TV series. Um, ah, okay. It's really, really yeah, good. There is outpost. Um, so there's there's outpost. Oh. Uh, there's outpost. Uh, 2008. Black Sun. 2000. Yeah, 2012. Is it's a and, sequel. Yes. Yeah, and then the third one is, is a prequel, but, which is called uh, Outpost Rise of Spetnaz. Um, yes. And they're very Rise good. Rise of Spetnaz. Yes. Yeah. They're, okay. They're, I'll have to seek them out. They're worth. They're worth. A, they're worth a go. They're worth a go. Um, Let's see. Shockwaves is 19... 19- the Frozen Dead, 66, British yes. science fiction horror movie. So there actually was one before Just before, Shockwaves. yeah. Now, the other one, yeah. of course, that automatically jumps out, people go, is Zombie Lake. Um, yes. Now, originally, I did not know this, but it was going to be a Jess Franco film. Ooh, okay. Um, but he dipped out just before filming. Um, I don't know whether the budget Wonder was what? too high for him or there was a script that made <laughs> sense. Or... Yeah, well, yeah, you, you never know things like that. Yeah, but <laughs> but this you know, but Shockwaves is the sort of film that sort of puts the puts the gets the genre really going. Yeah, I think so. That I, I mean, it's the like if you if we the Frozen Dead from '66. I don't know anything not, about that one actually. So so Shockwaves is the first. I thought that was the first two before yeah. lo- starting looking up. So you know, and it's sort of I. I think in a lot of ways it sort of cre- it sets the tone for the genre. Um, but what's really, really interesting for me is, even though there are, you know, these are very murderous uh, <coughs> zombies, um, mm-hmm. but there is not an awful lot of gore in this film. Nope. If, if any. I don't think there is at all, actually. And this is, I think it's fair to say that it sort of relies heavily on atmosphere. Um Yes, and the the atmosphere is is it does not need to rely on anything else because the atmosphere in this movie is just it is so creepy you can't yes. I mean you can't tear your eyes off the screen even though it's like we said off screen off screen off air yeah See, I'm getting yeah <laughs> here. Uh, it's a slow movie but it's still not a slow movie no no which no. doesn't really make sense to anyone that hasn't seen it. It, it the the pacing is deliberately slow. Yeah, I mean it's eighty eight. I think it's eighty five minutes in total. Um, the film, yeah. but yep. nothing is rushed. You get to nope. spend time with the characters. Yes. Um, you get to sort of you get to you know and you know we spoke about Peter Cushing that he doesn't get an awful lot of screen time, but the amount of time that he is on screen, he he he, he owns the screen time. Yes, absolutely. It's, it, it's and, his and the, the same presence John, he has. Yes. And John Carradine, yeah, exactly. Yes. Um, the grumpy, the grumpy captain. Yes. <laughs> and and you know when they dis- I think one of the, my favorite scenes is actually when they discover his body, when they're rowing out and they've got the glass bottom yeah. boat. Yep. <laughs> and he, he just appears underneath it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Or his oh, face man. of all squished up along the side of it, which couldn't mm-hmm. have been much fun for him to shoot. No, I don't think that scene would be much fun. No. I mean, and them carrying him around. And I mean, he was an. I mean, he looks frail in this. Yes. Yes. So, uh, and, and, and you can see in his hands the, that he's, he's, uh, 
he's seen the best of his days. Yes. I think that's. I think that's. You know, and the, the, you know, you can see he's sort of the, 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 it is. It's arthritis, isn't it? In his hands are yes. very gnarled. Yeah. But again, he established his character is firmly established, yeah. um, and it's it's done really I, really well. I like I like that when uh, things kind of go the the engine on the boat stops for the second time in yes. just two days, or and then everyone's grumpy. And then when they all sit down to eat, and he looks at it and says, "Yeah, I'm not sure I'm I want to eat this." Yeah. What I'm hearing. <laughs> <laughs> so he he establishes quite quickly where he is. Yes. Where his characters. Yes. At. And I mean, you know, the other thing as well, which I think is you know is sort of quite unique, is large. Well, pretty much the entire film takes place during the day. Yes. Uh, yeah. And I mean, obviously that was done for budgetary reasons. But yeah, but it it, it, works. it lends yeah it lends to the to the creepiness of it because you can see everything. Yes, yes, um, and the sort of and also because I think you get you know I think the look of the of the zombies in this um, mm-hmm. is is superb, is absolutely yes. superb, and I think that you know everything down to. Um, you know, lots of people automatically think Night of the Living Dead or the, you know, the Fulci's sort of rotted zombies. But these are sort of the uh, best of both worlds, really. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, they look I mean, maybe we should. Uh, uh, what Peter Cushing's character uh, talks about when he talks about the Death Corps. Yes. Is that they wanted to have kind of like a super soldier. Yes. Uh, and they took, like you said, thieves and thugs and murderers and psychopaths, basically the low life of uh, the criminals. Yeah. And turned them into soldiers um, in which ways and what ways I do not even want to think about because I'm sure it was not a pleasant uh, no. experience. And they are they could basically adapt to any kind of environment they were put in, like desert, winter, under underwater as we have the these aquatic zombies here yes and it's a it's a scary thought having a soldier and it doesn't really matter they apparently don't feel pain or they're not afflicted by anything and no. that's scary no no or they sort of and, you know they with those goggles on you don't see them yeah. blink they stare straight ahead they don't they don't nothing bl- if you no if you think about zombies uh, you think about gnashing teeth and blood and everything. Yeah. These zombies, they're basically, their faces, they don't really show anything, but no. you still, and again, it's, you you still get their uh, their determination of, yeah. Yeah, you know they're out to get you, not to eat your flesh or your brain or anything. They just mean to kill you. And even though their faces are kind of like, uh, like, I don't know, stone faces. Yes. You still get that sense of they're out to get you. They, yeah. they don't move a lot of facial muscles, but they don't have to. It's like with, like you said, with the goggles and oh, they're so yeah, they're they're super creepy. Well, it's almost like you know they get their their face is like a blank canvas, isn't it? Yes, yes. It's you like can, a, you I, can't I, read anything in no, it, but no. you still know. And I mean, you get you know you get these brilliant shots in this film of them sort of rising up out of the water. I was getting to that. My favorite moment in this is when you see them with kind of like not silhouetted, but still with the, yeah. with the sun, and they rise out of the water. Yes, and it's a long sh- it's a long shot, and you just see one after the. Oh, that's scary. The first time I saw that, 
that scared the yeah. shit out of me. They are, and, and it they, is, and they don't run, terrifying. but no, they no. don't just they don't shuffle. No, um, but they you know, and they work together. They coordinate yes. their attack, and it Ooh, they, yeah. they are soldiers. Ru- yes, soldiers. Yeah. And the, they they sort of and they very effectively kill kill their victims. There's no sort of tearing them apart. Or they, no, no. They either strangle them or they drown them. Yep. Which, and you, like you said, it's a basically goreless. This movie has no gore, but it's it, it does not need to have any gore. No, no, not at all, not at all. Um, and I mean, the cinematography in this is very, very good. It's not flashy. No. Nope. Um, but it's efficient. Yes. It's really, really yes. efficient. Um, yep. And the guy who's responsible for the underwater shots, which are brilliant, which are absolutely brilliant, when you yeah, think when about, they're you walking know, around, just yeah. looking, yeah, yeah. Mm. is a guy mm. called uh, Irvin Parr, um, and he does a brilliant, brilliant job in it. And I think yes. the um, it adds another because I mean, 1977. It's not. It could not have been easy to shoot underwater. No, and making them look like uh, I mean, it's hard to make someone look and and it. I mean. You can still see that they're not weighed down. They're slightly. Uh, I mean, if, if it's it's hard to walk on the bottom of of something with you if you're not weighed down. Yes. But and and making it look as good as it did in this movie yeah. back in the, the mid seventies, I'm sure that was a uh, that was a tough shoot. Yeah, and I mean those actors. I mean, there's only eight actors playing the zombies. There's only eight of them. Yes. Um, they spent an awful lot of time holding their breath. Yeah, because you never see. I was looking for it. Yes. I looked hard this time to see if I can see any kind of air bubble no. getting out of their noses or there's nothing. No. Nothing no. at all. And they're not short shots. They're not quick cuts. No, no. They no. you know they're yes. they're there for a look, quite a bit of time. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean no, it's 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 effective. I mean people should definitely so they know what we're talking about cuz it is it is those shots underwater while just walking and checking their surroundings is oh. Yes, yeah. yeah, they are, you know, I want to sort of, and when I was sort of doing the research on this, there's a brilliant book um, by Ozzy, I'm going to absolutely butcher his name now, so I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to, Ozzy in Guanzano, and it's a foreword by Max Landis, um, and it's a book called Zombies on Film, um, oh. and they sort of, they, they, they describe the zombies in this as, Nazis, um, zombie Nazi jaws. Um, the way in which that that that, that the, the threat from underneath the water. Yes. That sort yeah. of that, and I think that's a brilliant way of looking at it. Is that these are the sort of underwater um, well, zombie equivalents? Look at the, yeah. Yeah. Look at the poster. I'm looking at it right now. If you yes. think about jaws, and a, a little bit of the aesthetic of it, it kind of goes up. Like Jaws, the, I mean, you see the point. It's the point here. It's the, it's the triangle. Basically. Yes. Yes. And if you look at the poster for Shockwaves, there's a little bit of that. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I think Shockwaves came out, was it Jaws came out 76? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's just uh, shortly before this. Yes. So, I mean, there's that little bit of an influence there. Um, yeah. But that whole aesthetic around them down to the uniform down to the makeup yes. it is absolutely spot on um yes it is you know and the fact that they got the lightning bolts you see the you know when he's you know they, they discover the lightning yes. bolts on the guy yeah. and i mean where they he steps why did he take his shoes off why did he take his shoes off when you're walking in a swamp 
Yeah, the only thing, uh, the first time you think of it, you, you don't really think about it, but the, when no. you watch it, and, and when I watched it yesterday, uh, yes. it was like, okay, you take your shoes off, is it because you kind of want to, I don't know, stinky feet and yeah. rinse it off? <laughs> yeah. There, I, I'd still again. It's dirty water. Why not do it in the sea? Then? Yes. I mean, if, but uh, it, it was of course so he could step on the, the the sea urchins. Oh, and the fact that you know when they he falls that over. Hurts. Yes. Yes. He falls over and he lands face first. Yes. Ow! It's a it's a wincing moment. Yes. Ow! And that's probably the most that's probably the grisliest moment in the film. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because he gets it on his hands and his uh, on his face and uh, on his feet, and then the zombie appears. Yes, I mean that's a shit day, isn't it? You step yeah, on it, you know, so. you get, I mean, you know, yeah. your boat breaks down, you step on a sea urchin, and then you get suddenly drowned by a zombie Nazi. Yeah, and, and not only that, it starts earlier than that when he wakes up and he finds out there's no more booze in his flask. Yeah, it's empty. <laughs> Yeah. And he has to go out, and he's like, "Okay, I'll go fix the." Uh, he has to fix food for all the others, so yeah. it's already a shit day there. And then it gets even worse. <laughs> and then when the zombie appears, it's like, "Oh man, come on!" Yeah, I mean, I, see, next time you know I'm having a rough day, I'm going to be thinking it could be worse. I could it be could Dobbs. Be, I, I could, I, I could be, be Dobbs. Yeah. yeah, I could be Dobbs. Yeah, that, oh, that, that's I, that, that'd be a good T-shirt, wouldn't it? It you know, yeah. it could be worse. You could be Dobbs. Yeah, and then on the back it said it's a, it's a sea urchin kind of day. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, we don't. Uh, we sort of spoke about obviously did, you know Freddy's nightmares and obviously is sort yes. of in terms of like his um, you know his career. I think in terms of his direction in this, he's absolutely spot on. And yeah, you know, this is he, a, this is a good direction in this one. Yes, and he does a really really good job because I think lots of the, the characters in this could have gone completely OTT, completely over the top. And I yes, think, yes. You know, the only moment where people sort of possibly could say um, going a little bit over the top is, you know, is Chuck, where he has his claustrophobic moment. Um, but even, uh, that yeah, is, the, yeah. But yeah. even that is well handled. Yeah, because, I mean, if you, if you have, if you do have this kind of excited problem with, uh, I mean, he, uh, I mean, apparently he has a claustrophobic. Yeah. Uh, he is claustrophobic. And, if you know, and he knows they're going to be locked up there for the entire night yeah, in the darkness, basically. So, I mean, it's not, it's over the top, but it's still, it's still believable because yes. he's freaking out and he's panicking and yes. he just needs to get out of there. And it doesn't matter what's on the other side. He just needs to get out. Yeah. Yeah. And then all hell breaks loose, basically. It does. Yes. And, yeah. um, which does lead to the demise of, um, Beverly, D, uh, DJ Sydney. Yes, um, yes, yeah. Now she's blinded by the because yes. he accidentally threw himself a flare into the uh, the fridge. I suppose the, the walk-in fridge they have. Yes. It's, uh, oh, yeah. We didn't even mention that. No, no. On, on this deserted island, they kind of find a deserted uh, hotel <laughs> with only one occupant uh, occupant in it, which is uh, um, Peter Cushing's character. Yes. So they kind of wander around there and they try to. Uh, spend the night in uh, after the the zombies have gone after them. They try to spend the night in one of the kind of the big fridges that uh, the hotel kitchen has. So that's where they're at. Now the hotel was actually um, it was an, obviously it was a, it was shot at the hotel was in Florida. So uh, yeah, it was an actual abandoned hotel at the time. So it's uh, Joel Country. 
Um, yes. Uh, so, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is, you know, the hotel, uh, it, it was the Biltmore Hotel. Um, and the director rented the entire building for $250. Yes. Because it was completely run down. Yes. Uh, uh, a couple of years later, they renovated the hotel, and they now charge yep. two hundred and fifty dollars per night for a room. Yep, that's good timing. It's very good timing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, two hundred and fifty. I mean, finding a hotel like that, and it's a big one. It's huge. It's yes. massive. Absolutely yes. massive. And it does. And, and it looked two hundred and fifty. Two hundred and fifty dollars, huh? and it looked completely knackered. The place looked yes. just uh, just a, a mess. Yeah, uh, you know, but it worked. And again, it sort of it helps, doesn't it? Create that sort of um, oh yeah isolated feel. Um, yeah, and and for a movie like this, low budget, you it, this is just sheer luck. You find something like this, and it, it immediately uh, bounces the movie up a couple of notches yes. in the production design. Yes. So uh, yeah, and I mean, it sort of. It does, and I think where they focus their attention in on making sure that you know the shots are framed well, um, yes. the cinematography is bang on, the the, act, the character work is is absolutely perfect. The, you know the attention to costume, the attention <laughs> it really really helps because I think you know if you look at something like Zombie Lake, um, mm-hmm. have you seen Zombie Lake? It's been a while. I don't remember anything about oh it. Oh my god! So, it, uh, it's taken me. I still have not got the. I, I've I've had it on. I've owned it on DVD now for about three or four years, right? I still hmm. have not got past the twenty-minute mark because it's <laughs> just so shonkily shot. Um, yeah, I seem to remember that. But here, you know, again, another low-budget film. But yeah. there's a focus. There's a there's an attention to detail, and it's you know again um, you know it's absolutely spot on. It's spot on. Yep. Um, you know, and you know again we sort of mentioned Peter Cushing's scar. You know, again yeah. it's that little detail where you know attention to detail. Yes. What yeah. um, are the other things that stand out for you, Peter? In this, what are the what are the other bits that sort of you know really sort of stick out for you? Uh, I mean, I, I mean, most of it is basically. Uh, the zombies, yes. the way they look, the way they move, and even when they rise out of the swamp, and you just see them pop out, yes, one after the other, and it, it they, it's like they never end. Yeah, and, yeah, and and uh, and the way, they, yeah, the, the way they just seek out their, they just pop up and they pull them underwater or just strangle them or, yeah, it's it's they're terrifying. Yeah, but go. another thing, Lay the music. Me. I was going to say the music in this movie is absolutely terrifying. Yeah, it is. It, 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 I mean, when it starts out, you don't think about it, but as the movie progresses, it kind of, it kind of gets to you after a while. It, it It's relentless. It, yes. It is relentless. It, just by Richard Einhorn. Yes. And and it's this I don't know it's kind of like an electronic score. Yeah, I mean it's it, it's got the, yeah it, it's it hasn't got that sort of like sort of great synthy kind of, uh, but it has definitely got that sort of Korg keyboard. Uh, dro- yeah, the sound. That, that drone. Then, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he's. I mean, he's done. A, you know, he he did the score for Eyes of a Stranger. Um, yep, I have that one somewhere. Uh, DVD he did the on, Prowler. On the shelves. He did the score for the Prowler, which is uh, oh, 
a favorite movie. It's you know, I think it's probably one of Tom Savini's. It is Tom Savini that the it is yeah, Tom Savini. It's, I think yes, it's, I think it's he did probably some of his best work is on the Prowler. Oh man, the the one in the pool when he cuts the the poor girls. I'm not going to spoil too much about it because no. people need to see those kills for themselves. And the, yes, the one with the bayonet through the skull. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> He, I'm sure he killed someone there because that looks real. Yeah, I mean, to quote the Bard, uh, he didn't fuck about on that one, really, did he? He um, no, he didn't. <laughs> he, he went. I mean, Tom Savini is an interesting guy, anyway. But yes, he the Prowler is you know, it's mm-hmm. not a feel good film. I no, I wouldn't call it that. No, <laughs> it's not something you go. What do you fancy watching tonight? Oh, I tell you what, no. you know, we'll sit down with the wife. Let's check the Prowler on. I, hey, yes. There may be some people out there who, 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 who that's their bag. Sure. Um, yes. But it's well, not. I wouldn't. I wouldn't call it a date movie. No, and certainly not a first date movie. And uh, no, no. I think you need to know uh, your uh, significant other a little bit more. Yes, because you know th- they might end up profiling you. Uh, <laughs> and you're the unsub, Yeah. Yes. See, there you go. Yeah. See. But I, then again, if you, if you think about shockwaves, that's kind of the same way because you do not come away from this movie feeling good no well you do because you you didn't go through what they went through so you do kind of feel good but you know what i mean yeah and i mean it's got and okay spoiler the film was released Uh in 1977 so use your opportunity if you haven't seen it yeah pause come back it's your your own own fault if you haven't yes yes it has got a great 1970s style downer of an ending (laughs) yes because yep. you know, and it's efficient. Yes, it's and an you've effective got effective engine. Yep, you've got uh, Ro, you know, uh, Brooke Adams's character Brooke. She's narrated throughout this film at the beginning and at the end, and you see her. She's in her hospital bed, and you see what you think that she's writing in her journal, and we think, oh my, you know, she's she she's writing yeah, everything yeah, down because she. Yeah, because she started the movie starts off with her in the boat. They find her in the boat, and you hear yeah. her voiceover. Yes, and that's repeated at the end. Yes, so you think she's writing it in the journal. Yes, but. Uh, then she starts repeating the lines over again. Yes. And then the camera kind of uh, goes around so you can see what she's writing. Yes. And she's not really writing at all. She's just scribbling. Yes. So uh, welcome to Not So City. Yeah. <laughs> Population. Basically. <you. laughs> she's just, yeah. <laughs> and, I, that's, and I think that's one thing the 70s horror gave us, really, isn't it? It is yeah. that, that, that great downer of an ending i love a downer of an ending yeah they, yeah, they weren't afraid to go there no no because everything now seems no. to be needs to be tied up and wrapped up and completely put into a nice little bundle but yeah because you can you can put the the characters through hell but they still come out nice and clean on the other side which yes is, i don't think that would if you go through this if you're i mean all the people around you are killed by nazi zombies that uh, can don't breathe and walk underwater and, and everything. Yes. You, I don't think your mind would come out completely unscathed. No, you're not going to be sort of, uh, you know, just uh, trotting down to your local Starbucks and uh, ordering, a, you know, your uh, soy latte in any kind no. of, uh, in any kind of normal way, really. You're going to be... <laughs> no, I think you, you might go to the local Starbucks, but I think you'd start killing people. Yes. Just whip out a machine gun and just <laughs> shoot everybody. That's more likely... Yes, yeah. Um, And I mean, it's this film is 
very, very well handled from beginning to end. Yeah, it is. You know, from the music. It doesn't rely, you know, this isn't a Fulci. This isn't a Fulci no. uh, zombie. No, no, no. Or, you know, or an, or an Argento or a Bava or any of those kind of sort of insane, gory, um, you know, extreme type films. This film relies mm. completely on its cast, completely on its atmosphere. Um mm. And, and I think that's what makes that that's why it stands out still. Yes. To to the and when when you when you mention shockwaves in the, I think in the, uh, in the right circles. Yes. You kind of get a, a, a people like ah oh, yeah, like like an appreciated uh, way like ah oh, yeah that one. Yes. So yeah. uh, it stands out. Yeah. In a normal zombie movie territory. Or I whatever. think so completely. No, <laughs> I you know I think it's a it's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. <laughs> Um, I really, really like this film a, a lot. Yep. Um, yep. And you know, not arguing. Peter Cushing. Not arguing. Um, we've said about this. You know, he. You know, for the short amount of time he's on screen, he is absolute magic. He is. Yeah, there's, there's scenes in this one. You see him walking through the the surrounding woods, and he's kind of shot a little bit from from uh they shoot him kind of like they tilt the camera upwards yes, yes. and with the sun hitting him i mean it's uh yeah and he looks they, they make sure you see uh i mean he has a very distinctive face anyway yes but, but, but when you put that damn scar across his eye it's uh yeah he, i mean he, for a lack of a better term he looks good in this one. yeah he does <laughs> even I'm, though he doesn't i mean he looks i mean whenever you see peter cushion you always think of the you know even when he's playing villains Suave, yes. sophisticated, mm-hmm. pristine. Don't yep. you know? Yep. Even you know, uh, you know, even in his, you know, um, you know, as Doctor, you know, Doctor, when he plays Doctor Frankenstein, he is always pristine. Yes. He's always pristine. Yeah, but even in this one, you can, you can, you mean, even though everything has gone to 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 hell and high water, yes, he's still, he's still, he's still an SS commander. He's still a soldier, and you yes. can kind of see it. Because yes. he has that demeanor about him. There's this, uh, like, uh, I don't know, respect or something like that. It, it, it's the soldier. Yes, and he's still it. rocking and you can a still cravat. see it. Yes, or, or exactly. Is it, or, or is it more of an ascot? I always get the two. What's the difference between a cravat and, uh, and an ascot? Because, uh, of course, Fred from, Fred from Scooby-Doo wears an ascot. So, is it an ascot? Is it a yeah. cravat? Is it a cravat? Is it? I think it's more of a oh, cra- it. See? Yeah. See? yeah, I think it's more of a cravat. Yeah, I don't yeah. think it's an ascot. No, no, I think we'll go with the the ascot. Yeah, but he, you know, no, no the cravat. Yeah, he still, but he still rocks it. He still rocks the look. Yes, he, he looks, does. Yeah, he looks grubby, uh, um, yeah. sort of slightly dirty. Yes, and sl- unhinged. And yes, then, you know, and you know when he's, you know, you see him running through the swamp and he's looking for them and he's calling after them. Um, yes, you know, you know, because that. everything uh, that's what he says. I mean, the, the whole death core thing just went haywire because they couldn't control the zombies, the, the soldiers no. at no. all. No. And uh, he's just been afraid that they I don't know if they if they lie dormant or whatever they do for a long while. And because he says to when they arrive that you've arrived at a. Oh, man, I almost slipped into uh, Riff Raff in a, yeah. in a rock and horror show. You arrived on a rather special night. The master's <laughs> Sorry, having one of his affairs. <laughs> yeah. But he, he, Peter Cushing's character tells him that they, it's a, a fortunate time they've arrived. So I, I, yes. it's this, you never really get an explanation for it, which no, is kind of no, cool, no. though. Yeah. 
but I, is it because they he he suspected they or was it because they almost got they almost uh, collided with the ship? Yeah, which we haven't really even mentioned. <laughs> well, no, no, yeah, I mean, the oddly and you know, and that scene itself with the the, the, the sort of the ghost ship sort of almost appears, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, um, yeah, and again, nothing. It's not not a massive amount is seen of the ship, but nope. you get nope. enough to know, think, holy shit, that's not yeah. right. Something is nope. really, really, really not not good there. And I mean, <laughs> that's an understatement. Yeah. And I mean, the ship itself, mind you, is was a real wreck. Um, that was sort of yes, the SS, the, the SS Sapona, wasn't it? Yes, which it, I think uh, it's called. And when you look at it, and it's, it looks it looks slightly odd, it's because it had a concrete hull, um, yes. and that's how it's all rotted away. And it's sort of you know, but again, it's that sort of the finding the perfect locations, shooting it right. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it it just gives that really really creepy eerie sinister feel to it yeah so so you get to wondering as are these zombies just kind of hiding in the in the 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 hull of the ship waiting for the right moment or is this i don't know because because he seemed to know that that they were they were there uh, yeah you know and i think or if or was he just there uh, was it him who sunk he 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 sunk the the ship he sunk the ship yeah he sunk the ship. So, uh, has he just been kind of guarding it? And I don't know. It, 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 it's just a line that he says that you. It's unfortunate that you arrived now. So yes. did he suspect that they were arriving? I don't know. I think it's sort of hmm. that. It's that sort of. But again, it's the the not the need to give you a massive exposition no, dump no. in the middle of it. And I think you were just sort of you were thrown into the into that world, into that sort of into the universe, yep. into that universe, and you've got to which I like. Yes, yeah, which I you like. Know, yeah. you, you don't get the sort of the classic moment like you get in sort of. Uh, I think Shakespeare is a, is a brilliant example of I'll be brief, and then you get yes. this massive recapture, <laughs> re, you know, retelling yes. of everything. <laughs> I mean, it's like you and know, then you and then you think so. This was a short version. Well, you know, it's. I mean, I mean, I've been. How many times have I been in it? I've done. I've been in two productions of. Uh, I've done. You know, I've been. I've done quite a bit of Shakespeare over the years, and I've been in two productions uh-huh. of uh, Romeo and Juliet. And every okay. time where it gets to the moment where the father says, "And I'll be brief," you just go, "No," because it goes on no. forever. <laughs> it just never ends. It just never ends. <laughs> It's like we've heard it before. Just kind of give us the brief, brief yeah. synopsis of your thoughts there. They've been sat there for two and a half hours watching this. Please <laughs> stop. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, but, but I mean, you don't get a lot of it. it. You get just the right amount in this one. Yes, you get enough. You get yes. enough to sort of just sort of give you the give you the chill. Yes, and that exactly. sort of Which... that, that moment of thinking, oh, this is. Uh, they've landed on the wrong island mm-hmm. oh yes most definitely so i mean wh- have we missed anything have we have we missed I anything no i don't think so i think we've i think what we have we i think what we have left to say is if people have not seen this one yes start with start with looking at the poster yes and then because because the poster is is uh it's beautiful it is. It is, and it's 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 scary. Yes, it is. It is. It is. It is a creepy, creepy, creepy film. 
No. Yep. When so, I watch this, then if they haven't, what, th- th- people should watch it. Oh They're, yeah, just, just that's, look, yes. You know, and actually, I think it's fairly reasonable. I think you can pick it up. I think you can pick the Blu-ray up now for about eight pound. Yeah. So uh, that, that that's not, it's not it's 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 a good investment. It is yeah. a good investment of your time. Now, before we sort of uh, obviously we give scores on the on the undead Wookiee. Now, when I first sort of picked this one up um, last week and sort of sat down and watched it, I was coming in around about a seven seven point nine for some reason. However, mm. for me, it, it it is definitely it's an eight out of ten, um, mm. and it's 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 a must own in in anybody's oh, yeah. horror yes. collection. It, it really is, and it's I something think... that you can go back to and watch again. Yes, it is. Because it it's, the, it's, the, it's the unnerviness of it. It's, yes. And it's, it's, everything gets to you. Yes, it does. I, I kind of sat there and think, at, at times there's not really a, a whole lot of dialogue in it. It's, no, it's mostly no. quiet. Yeah. You just get the music and them running around. Yeah. And, yeah. You, and, and I don't mean that in a bad way, because that is, it's, it adds to the whole... Uh, I don't know, unease about it, because you're, you're uneasy when you're watching this. Oh, completely. And I think a, a lot of it, it goes to the music. Yes. Yeah. Because it, it is, it, it, it's so creepy, and it, it really, like I said before, it does get to you after yes. a while. Yes, it does. It does. So, uh, it so does. I, I think, I, I actually, I, I'm coming in at a nine. Oh, Because uh, I bumped it up when I watched it the other night, because I, I, I haven't seen this in a couple of years, but I've yeah. forgotten how good it, it actually is. See? So, uh, that's a great watch one. it, please, people. Yes. And then come back and listen to this. Yeah. But then, again, <laughs> but, if, but then again, if they've gotten to this part and heard this, it's already too late. Yes. It's all, I like that. that yeah, it's already too late. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, I have to say a big, 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 big thank you, sir, for bringing the next film uh, that we're going to discuss to my attention. So, <laughs> we are going to. You've talk, never seen this before. I've never have seen you? it before. I had never seen it. I hadn't even heard of it before. Uh, you you know what? Neither had I. Wow. It's a gr- <laughs> honestly, before I found it. Uh, and we are, of course, are going to be talking about Just Before Dawn from 1981. Run for your life. The nightmare has begun. It will find you in the hour when dream and reality merge. The last desperate moment of darkness. Hi, who is it? Just before dawn. They were warned. At least tell me where you're going, so that when you don't come back, I'll know how to fill out the report. But they did not understand the warning. They came to the mountain for adventure and escape. What they found was a trial which only the strongest could survive. How could they know that beneath the awesome beauty of nature lay violence, danger, and death? You see all the blood? How could they know the heat of their bodies was the magnet that would draw the terror to them. 
Now, I hadn't seen, hadn't even heard of it, hadn't even seen it. I thought, you know, you know, and then Peter was so uh, gracious enough to provide me with this, uh, with this hidden gem. I think, mm -hmm. you know, and to sort of uh, obviously dip into your sort of, uh, uh, it is a, a forgotten flick. Yeah, I think so, because, I mean, I've... Uh, yeah, I, I don't think I've ever heard about it. I, I stumbled across it and I said, like, just before dawn, what? And then I saw George Kennedy. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. Now, and then I read a little bit about it and I said, like, you know what? I need to watch this. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, of course, this was sort of just before dawn uh, from 1981. Um, it was directed by Jeff Lieberman. Uh, it was yep. written by uh, Mark Arowitz, and the screenplay was by Jeff Middle uh, Jeff Lieberman, and yes. the story was provided uh, by Joseph Middleton. Um, it stars the always magnificent George Kennedy. <laughs> yes, uh, you know everybody remembers George Kennedy, of course, from the Naked Gun films. But yeah, but you know, if we a, go back, he's a he's bloody been, fine yes. actor. He is a superb. I mean, when you yes. look at him from um, Cool Hand Luke, um, uh, oh yeah, airport. You know the airport movie. Um, yep. Earthquake know, from seventy. He was oh. an earthquake. Yeah. Do you know I forgot? And, about oh, it, and uh, the Boston Strangler with uh, yes. Ah uh, uh, oh, damn it! What is this? Uh, Tony Curtis. Yes, exactly. There you go. Uh, you know he too. was. You know he is a great, great actor, um, and I mean. Again, he had 183 film credits. Yeah. I mean, he was working right up until 2014. Yep. Uh, yeah, he, he, was too, he passed away in 2015. 2015, yeah. You know, it's uh, recent. Yeah, it, you know, this also stars uh, Mike Kellen, uh, Chris Lemon. Now, here's another name. Most people will, mm -hmm. people will be familiar with his face, but very yep. few people remember. is Greg Henry. Yes. Uh, another great, great character actor. Um, he, would, he, he was Rich Man, Poor Man was, I think, the first thing yeah. I saw him in. Yeah. yeah. But what I remember him from is from Body Double. You know, the yes. uh, yeah. The movie I should remember the uh, everything about because I've seen it 5,000 times. <laughs> Body Double. I mean, I love him in uh, Slither. From two thousand and six, oh, yeah. he's yeah, he ab too, as the yeah. mayor. He's such a dick. He's such an obnoxious dick in that. He's absolutely <laughs> brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Yeah, and, 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 and for the young, for the young people, he's also in Guardians of the Galaxy one and two. For those yeah. who don't watch older movies, no. so there. But uh, then again, if you don't watch older movies, you're not listening to us anyway. No. <laughs> now this also hmm. starred uh, Deborah Benson, Ralph Seymour, yep. Katie Powell. Uh, yep. John Hunsacker, Charles Ballet, uh, Jamie Rose, Hap Olslund, and Barbara yeah. Spencer. Barbara Spencer. 
And, yeah, and I, Jamie Rose, it wasn't until uh, I actually looked up uh, the actors here this week. Yes. Because I remember her. I could not for the life of me remember from what. No, no. And I... then I looked up and it, she was because uh, uh, we watched all of the soap operas back in the day. Yes. She was Vicky Gilberti on Falcon Crest. Falcon fucking crest. That's the. That's yes. where it is. She was the sister. She was the uh, uh, coal. Uh, coal job. She was the sister. Mike. She was the redhead. I was like, oh shit, that's where I remember her from. Falcon crest. Yes. 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 See? God. Yes. All the all the golden oldies. Falcon crest. Dynasty. Dallas. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, Falcon my. crest. Uh, yep. No. Uh, of course. Look good. The plot. Yes. <laughs> the plot for this film um, is yes. very, very simple. You've got five campers yeah. arrive in a mountain. Um, yep. You've got uh, a, and I think it's fair to say that this is very. This film is very much in the sort of southern comfort deliverance type zone. I'd say that would be a correct description. Yes. Um, and you know they stumble across some locals. Um, who don't particularly yes. want them there, particularly um, a set of twins. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, hilarity, and the... you know, hilarity ensues. Yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and if people have not seen this, I mean, I know it's too late now, but please do not listen to anything else. Watch the movie because the twist. Yeah. And then come back and listen to us now. Yeah. Because so there, you're back. Yes. It is, honestly, I was just amazed by this. I don't know how people don't talk about this more. No. Um, it, it's forgotten, I think. It, it must, it's, it's, I've never heard of it before. Uh, the the cast in this, again, really, really good cast. Um, yes. You know, again, George Kennedy is sort of, uh, he hasn't got a massive role, but no. he's, he, he sort of, he kind of holds it all together. It's a very, you know, a lot of the cast are early on in their career. Um, it's absolutely. Yeah, and he's a likable. He's like he sits there with his. Uh, he's. Ta- he, I mean, he's been. He's kind of like a forest ranger, and he's yeah. kind of. He's. I think he's been a little bit too long out in the wilderness because he's talking to his plants and his horse. <laughs> well, of course. And doesn't really want people there because that no. messes with his. Uh, with his kind of nice, uh, uh, laid back lifestyle, which I think it is because he. I mean, he just kind of has to address the local drunks there. I think yes, the the hunters, and yes. that's about it. Yeah. So he's and he's a like he he really he comes across as a likable uh, old man who really wants to help. Yes. Now, did you notice uh, the name of the plant that he's talking to at the beginning? Uh, oh, what did you call it? Lucille, wasn't yes. it Lucille? He called it, which yes. is of course is a reference to Cool Hand Luke. Yeah, I saw that. I was trying to. I, I haven't seen Cool Cool Hand Luke in a long, long, long time. So I, I was trying to, to kind of figure out where that came from. So if you do know, please enlighten me, sir. I mean, this is you know, this is very much a film in the like we said, you said the, you know, the Deliverance Southern Comfort. So yes. almost sort of maybe the touch of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre kind of feel to it. A um, little bit, but it, it, it's very much a slasher movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, yeah, the, the first kill. Yes, is with, um, a, with a serrated machete. Now to the groin. <laughs> now, 
Now, a, a normal machete to the junk is sort of... Um, it, it's bad enough. It's bad enough. But yes. a serrated machete... Yes. Kind of sawing a little yes. bit back and forth. You get, uh, it, it, to Ouch. say it brings tears to the eyes is... Um, it did. Is someone to mine, anyway. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it did to... <laughs> yes, well... Rachel. I, I, it's just... Yeah. But what I really, Poor really guy. love about this... I mean, yeah, I mean, this film could have... You know, I was expecting sort of... When you sort of look at it, again, it's a low-budget film. Um, but what I like about it is still got a kind of grainy film kind of quality to it. Yes. So yep. I was sort of half expecting it to, you know, to turn into some kind of sort of, you know, bloodbath every... But it's not. Yeah. Um, no, it's not. And the kills in this are... They're very, very well executed. Yep. Um, and I think... They're not not actually a lot of gore in this one either. No, no, not at all. Not at nope. all. Not at all. And I think the... Um, when you sort of... What I did love, and I know this is a spoiler, is the fact that the killer is, you know, or one of the killers, is a giant mm-hmm. of a man. I love yes. the fact he puts the little red hat on. <laughs> yes, and the vest. Yes, he is. You know, I I really really like that. I just get it on. Just say, oh, yep. new hat. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's chuckling. Yes, that yeah, was deeply that's... disturbing. A little bit, yes. That was deeply, deeply disturbing. Um, oh yeah, and he's even chuckling while he's sawing away on uh, yes. poor Rachel's junk. Yes, that is just ah, mm-hmm. yeah. It, it, you know, the other bit was when um, old was it Ralph who goes over the uh, which one went over the um, was it Jonathan? Jonathan who goes over the waterfall. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's hang- uh, the, the, the boyfriend. Yes, yes, and he's trying, and he's hanging on that bridge. And he, mm-hmm. he just, they, oh, the way in which that he sort of, you know, you, he's desperate not to sort of go off, you know, fall off the bridge. And then off. Yep. it's a really, really tense, tense moment. And then, you know, when they discover him, it's, again, not a lot of gore, but nope. very, very well executed. Yes, it is. It's a great, great, great great film. So how did you come across this one then? I was, uh, as I um, want to do, (laughs) sitting just finding stuff on YouTube. uh, And and then I just stumbled uh, uh, onto a site with a lot of uh, of horror movies. Right. And I saw Just Before Dawn. And it kind of, and like, you know, I looked and I said, George Kennedy, what is this? I never, I've never heard of this. Yeah. And I just kind of briefly read uh, a short synopsis of it. And I thought, you know what? I need to watch this. And uh, and I mean, it's it gets you from the from the start with the with the kill we just uh, dis- uh, discussed. It's the first kill yes. in, the, in the church with the with the and it. If you're not, uh, and this is going to sound so terrible, but uh, if you're <laughs> not into it by then. You won't get it. You you won't yeah. watch any for it because no, that no. gets you. Yes, I mean that's that's just the the, the first kill really sucks you in because oh my god it is so painful. Yes, to watch. yes, uh, and you're in from the moment. Yeah, um, so uh, I, I just stumbled upon. I just stumbled across it. I don't like stumbling across gems like this. Yes, I mean that that and it is and it is a hidden gem. It really yes, it really is. is a hidden gem. It is you know it is a great 
great film and you know people need to get out there and sort of uh, and what you know like I said it's something you can discover on YouTube it is out there um, it's got but I saw it's actually out on uh, Blu-ray oh wow on 88 from from 88 films yes because you saw you you uh, talked about you got scalps that's yes. from the slasher classics collection yes this one is also in the slasher classics collection ah I and see. it has two versions on it. There's the the regular version and one that's actually a little longer. Well, I can see me making a little trip uh, to, uh, to certain know. certain certain areas maybe to purchase this. <laughs> I I think this uh, one has to uh, find itself on my shelf too. Yes, it's so, a great. Uh, so like, if people if people wants to watch this, sure you can watch it on on if you can find. Oh uh, no, wait a minute. I think that's I got got uh, pulled down oh. so i'm not sure you can find it anymore if you uh if you look for it i'm not sure but uh just in case you can get this on blu-ray so there's no excuses and on dvd too i think but i think go with the blu-ray because there's the uh, there's extras on it and uh, a lot of uh, fun stuff now the so, other uh, bit that sort of uh, the other thing that got me with this film was the soundtrack uh, oh yes you get a bit of blondie thrown in there <laughs> Which was a bit like, yeah. where yeah, did that like, come what, from? What? Yeah. Where did that come from? Uh, <laughs> but it, it kind of fits because they're youngins and they're listening. to So, I mean, it, it fits it. Yes. But uh, the, the, the score to the movie was Brad Fidel. Yes. Now. And, uh, yeah. And Debbie wow. Harry, of course. Um, now, yes. <laughs> now, Brad Fidel worked on uh, The Terminator. Uh-huh. He also did Terminator 2 and True uh-huh. Lies. Uh-huh. And Serpent and the Rainbow. No. And Go this on. is where it all goes badly wrong for him. <laughs> Johnny Mnemonic. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's, I enjoyed the movie, but it's not one of the greatest. No. And the no. music is, well, I don't know, it's, it's yeah, well, it's yeah. Yeah. But again, this is one of those things where I was. I, like I said, I went into this completely blind, did not yes. know what to expect. I thought it was excellent. I thought it was an absolutely brilliant... Yeah, I mean, we, we just talked about the, the soundtrack for, or the score for uh, Shockwaves. Yeah, yeah. And the score for this one is equally creepy because he, he, into the music, he incorporates this this unsettling whistling sound. Yes. and And droning sounds. Yes. And it's just, it is, it is... Again, if and uh, where they find themselves in the middle of, they are in the middle of fucking nowhere. Oh God, yeah. To be, to be blunt about yes. it, because there's trees, and it, this is, this, I mean, this forest is so dense. It, it's it, there's trees everywhere, and I mean, not a, they don't really follow any specific tracks. No, no. But when the road ends, they just go out. Just oh, here's a good place to to. Settle down and play yeah. the show. And like, wow, why is this a good place? There's nothing here. And There's just trees. The second he lies to George Kennedy, ah, you, yeah. ju- you just think, oh, no, yeah. why? Stupid. Why? Stupid. Yeah. yeah. And, and again, what, what I was going with it is that the, the setting of the movie, the, the forest, and then you add that soundtrack to it, it yeah. is. Yes. Yeah. Now, what I love about this as well, and this is one of the great, um, (laughs) when you sort of, you look at film trivia and those type of things, there is a particular scene in this film 
where a young actress by the name of Jamie Rose um, goes swimming. Big, Vicky Gilberti, yes. Um, and she, uh, well, she she disrobes. I think it's fair Just to say. Just say it. She uh, she uh, is topless. Yes, yeah, she is. Com- you know, she's mm. her assets are out. She is completely mm-hmm. topless, and. Mm. Uh, one of the things the director actually talked about was the fact that they had a real problem with lots of locals showing up. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden, every poacher, every uh, every hunter, ooh, I need to go to that particular lake at this particular time. It's you know, and they were just ogling. I think. Yes, I mean, in terms of like, you think you're in the middle of nowhere, you're a young actress, you're going to do uh-huh. a topless scene, nobody will be around suddenly. Yeah. There's eyes the and binoculars everywhere. Yes. <laughs> and they're all there for well, two things. Yes. Yes, indeed. And uh yeah, it's 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 we it's like someone who knew about this may have leaked to someone who <laughs> then their turn leaked it to someone else and all yes. of a sudden everyone was there. Yes. I mean, I can't Which imagine... Which is kind of creepy in itself. Yeah, I can't imagine that there was an awful lot to do um, in that neck of the woods anyway. Um, so, no, counting know. leaves. Yes, <laughs> you could just hear, hey, Billy Joe, Billy, job. Hey, somebody's getting their, <laughs> getting their tatters out. Let's get up there. Who <laughs> are? Oh, look at her go. Yes, yes. <laughs> Yeah, which is, and I mean, it's. I mean, we can laugh at it now, but yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure it was uncomfortable that. Oh, it was. I mean, she was. I'm. So I'm sure she was thinking. Yeah, I'm sure she was thinking the same thing. You did. Oh, there's no problem. It was just yeah. the cast and, yes. and the cameraman. And they, I, I'm sure that it wasn't a, a huge crew because I mean they're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And uh, all of a sudden, holy shit! Where did all those? Where 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 have all these people appeared from? Yeah, well, yeah. binoculars from afar, and I, what the, so no, I'm sure it was uh, it was not a fun day no, for her. No, um, but I mean, when we talk about the actual, you know, on a you know a slightly more serious note, um, the, <laughs> the, the use of the forest, and yes. the, again, we're going back to cinematography, and you know, uh, yeah. it's so well shot. It Ooh, is yeah. so well shot, and the... you do get a sense of of uh, the, the density of the forest because it's not they are in the middle of nowhere. There's yes. nothing there, yeah, except for trees and, and and bushes and streams. Yes, so you do get a sense of the cinematography in this one. Is uh, like you said, is really great. It is, and I mean, I I really 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 enjoyed this film. Um, I just, like I said, thank you so much for bringing this up. This is definitely um, gonna be one of my next purchases. It's definitely gonna be. Uh, yeah, same here. When is... I found it, when I found out it was out on DVD, because I was thinking this is there's no way this is out on Blu-ray. No. But uh, when I saw 88 films, they're like, oh, look at that, and there's extras on it too. Yes, I mean 88 so, films uh, are doing a really good job at the minute. They are doing a yes, they really, are really really good job. Um, and I'm on a bit of an eight. Like I said, my wife. Uh, has absolutely ruined me for my uh, for our uh, wedding anniversary. Yeah, um, I saw you. Uh, you threw up a couple of photos of uh, you know and, the re- recent gifts. You know that you know, you know when your wife knows you very very well. Where yeah. you know she buys you slaughterhouse, slaughterhouse rock, yeah. scalps, um, yeah. creeping zombie flesh, American ninja, American ninja people. Uh, and the, the, the duty cough. Yes, 
and a, a Dudikoff double bill, you know, yes. River of Death. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I'm just absolutely gobsmacked. But they're all eighty-eight film releases. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, or of course, it's like one one Christmas. Yeah. On, uh, like you, when you said you're. you're uh, your uh, wife knows you. There was one Christmas I was uh, opening a present. I thought, this is a heavy one. What the hell yeah. is this? And when it opened up, it was a, a hard resin kind of bubble head, a wobble head or whatever the hell, the head knockers yeah. of Pinhead. Nice. Nice. And I was like, holy shit, where the hell did you get this? Because these are not, so, they're, they're hard to come by. Yeah. And yeah. it's not one of those, uh, those plastic ones, but this is a real heavy uh, with the actual pins and everything in it, it wow. was it's it's absolutely gorgeous. I will I'll, I'll send you a picture. Of oh, it. definitely, definitely. So uh, so uh, yeah, I think I think my wife knows me too. Yes, yeah, I did say to her, you know, I, I said at some point you are going to have to watch American Ninja, um, and she sighed heavily. <laughs> and she okay, yeah, she immediately regretted <laughs> buying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like the day I found um, the Arrow release of Delta Force on Blu-ray, and it was on sale. Oh! I got so excited. My wife actually walked off and left me for just 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 just, you... enough, just to calm down enough while she, you know, just... while, while you had your moment. Yes. <laughs> nice. Delta Force is a good one. Oh, not politically correct. Oh, not in any way, shape, or form. Lee Marvin's no. last film. Lee Marvin's last film. Yes, it is. Yes, and he still looks so, tough as nails. Yes, he, he does. Still... He could kick your ass in that one. Oh my god! Yeah. Yes, I mean, you know, he's a real, real life marine, part of the big red one. Uh-huh. Tough as nails. Yeah. Tough yes. as nails. He could crack your ribs with a flick of his uh, yes. pinky finger. Yes, basically, I think. Yes, Delta Force. Oh, I need to watch that again soon. <laughs> Steve it's James been a while. Steve James was in that as well, wasn't he? Steve James? Uh, yes. Yeah, great yeah I think so. Great action yep. film. Great, great, great action film actor. Really, uh, really underrated and sadly missed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I bring him up once in a while on the, the podcast uh, and then we get sad. Yes. Great actor. Great Ooh, and, 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 and another thing I actually bring up a lot uh, on, on the podcast is a little show called because there's actually a couple of the actors in this one who appeared on that show. All right. It is Saint Elsewhere. Yes. Yes. I love that show. Never really watched uh, an awful lot of it. However, it is... You do know about it. Oh, yes. Yes, um, okay. And sort of dipped in and out, sort of, you know. But it's, you know, again, groundbreaking show. Yeah. A groundbreaking and, show. Uh, Jamie Rose was on it. Yes. Yes, she was. So, yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> So again, you know, in terms of like scoring this one, um, for me, this is the, you know, this is a seven out of ten. Uh, actually, uh-huh. no. Do you know what? I'm going to give it an eight. I'm going to give it an eight. Yeah, I, I was going with an eight, so I think are we not on the same page? I'm going to give it an we eight. Are, I'm giving it an eight. There's no no two ways about that because it is just it is a it is a forgotten flick. It is a hidden yes, gem, it is. and yeah. people need to get out there. So, ladies and gentlemen, it's available on Blu-ray, as Peter just pointed yep. out, on eighty-eight films. Uh, buy it buy it buy it just it is a great great film and it's good to see you know it's it's always when you find these sort of hidden gems when you just they're lurking out there people they are just out there lurking about I love finding them and if I mean if 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 you just read the 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 synopsis and you're like okay middle it's just a regular slasher movie (laughs) but it's not because 
I, again, it's like when you strike you strike gold once in a while. Oh it's yes. Like the setting, the cinematography, the the and actually the actors in it too, and and with the little twist and yes. and the whole the soundtrack. Of yes. The, and and how fun and unexpected is kind of like the last kill when she kind of gets. Yes. Well, we can we can spoil it now. Yes. When, he, when she rams her fist down his throat and <laughs> chokes him, I was like, "Holy shit! What the hell? Yeah, what the, is this?" And she goes from this, this this character who panics about being frozen with fear. Yes. To quite literally putting her fist, ramming her fist down somebody's throat. Yeah. And she's so tiny. Yes. On top of this giant hulking man yes giggling and, psychopath yeah <laughs> i was like what what the? and he's just staring at her yeah and i think and i think again i, I mean it, it, the ending of this is i think this is kind of slightly like again like the with the shockwaves even though it ends uh okay yeah there's still the the thought of I'm not sure she went through this okay. Yeah, she's not coming back from that. Is it? I mean, the, no. There's not many I people think, who can come back from putting your hand down somebody's throat and choking. No, them. I no no I don't think so. <laughs> not after you just thought that he was actually dead and he's not. Yes. yes. So no, I, I there's that bittersweet ending which uh, again, like we talked about, you don't really see a whole lot of it anymore. No, 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 and it's. So, uh, like, and again, it's that need to tie things up. Yeah. That need to sort of give that happy ending. Um, mm -hmm. But no, this is a great film. Just Before Dawn, 1981, is get... Just, you need it in your life, people. You need it in your life. It's a great film. Yes, yes. It is a great yeah. one. It is a great so, uh, one. Oh. So there we are. And it has, a, and, and it has the... the band, it, Oh God! I'm gonna be so inappropriate here. The banjo playing family, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Ma and Pa Logan, Ma and pa who Logan. may or may not be siblings. No, wait a minute. That wasn't. Wasn't it? That his daughter or what? That was his daughter. Was yes. Both. Yes. Yeah. It was. Yes. Yeah. We're not gonna say anything more about that. Just no, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> so no, this is a this is a great one. So no. uh, watch it, Peter. As always, yes, sir. it is an absolute pleasure having you it's on. been a blast now where can the good people find you well if they want to hear more of uh of um this rambling they can go to uh retromoviegeek.com and hear us talk about uh all sorts of uh movies actually that you haven't heard of and some you may have heard of and some you've heard a lot of yeah i gotta say your death wish episode was superb i really really enjoyed death with that i always enjoy the show but your death wish episode was absolutely brilliant really, thank you really yeah we got we got we got deep on that one yeah you did you did and i, and I mean the the one the dead or alive um i just finished listening to that today uh it's again brilliant episode i say it every single week uh, on the show uh thank you, you, know, thank you. get yourselves over and listening to it because it is a brilliant brilliant podcast it's a brilliant podcast yeah, and if, if they want to go uh, further down the line uh, or further back, they can go to ForgottenFlakes.com. Yeah. Forgotten Flakes, and that's Flakes with an X. There's the the old show with Joel and Jason, just which was called Forgotten Flakes, and then we merged that into Forgotten Flakes Remembers. Yes. 
and uh, we ended on on Common Valor. But before that, we've done American Ninja and Ninja Three: The Domination. So there's a couple of ninja movies there, I think. So uh, and there's also uh, my written reviews if people want to. And they are well worth. You should get. You should get yourself up and do a few more. You should get yourselves up uh, and do some more. I, I'm in the. I, I have a couple of uh, new ones in the bag, and uh, I'm just gonna have a th- kind of like a few written down. So I have uh, like on the back burner, and yeah. then I'm gonna start start throwing them out to the world again. Good. Good. So there will be more. Excellent. That's absolutely superb. Now. We've definitely got to get you back on at some point, and we've got to, you know, we've got to find a few more gems to cover. I would be more than happy to do a Chuck, maybe some Chuck Norris. Ooh, nice. Maybe Psychic Rage or a bit of uh, the the Hero and the Terror. Yeah, that would be that that would be awesome if we could get you get get you scheduled in and get you know we can uh, talk Chuck. Talk Chuck, yeah. How much? How much wood can a woodchuck chuck as a woodchuck is Chuck Norris? <laughs> say that say that fast ten yes. times in a row. <laughs> if it's Chuck Norris, as much as he wants. <laughs> yes. That's the, that's I think that's the correct answer. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I will I, I'm uh, always happy to be on this show. Uh, so uh, honestly, Peter, whenever we can schedule something, we can we'll see if we can find a gem or two. Peter, my good friend, thank you so much for being on. Honestly, it is an absolute it, pleasure having you on the show. And like I said, you've got an open invitation anytime. Anytime. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, I hope we can do this again soon. We will do very, very soon. Thank you very (laughs) much. Okay, so we are going to dive straight into what the Wookiee watched. And first up, we have got Scalps from 1983. Let's check out the trailer. She did not know she was calling evil spirits of the past. They did not listen to the warnings before digging up the sacred ground of the dead. Scalps. Now they have awakened a terror unknown. She's dead. You all die if you don't stop. We must leave. We must. All dead. And then they became part of the land. Enter a bizarre new world of unspeakable horror never before shown in a motion picture. Black magic will surround you. Look. Blood. And it's coming from nowhere. Your blood will run cold. Alan! Alan! Where are you? When the dead walk the earth, the living must die. Scalps. 100 years of hatred uncovered. It's drums. Drums and chanting. Let me in. Spirits tormented in death ravage cruelty on the living. Where is it coming from? From hell. Hold your head in fear that you are next. The only movie that you may not be strong enough to watch to the end. Scalps. Never disturb the graves of the dead. Rated R. No one under 17 will be admitted without a parent. Oh, you got to love a good 1980s trailer. Um, 
and I got to say, if you see the DVD cover or the Blu-ray cover that, uh, from eighty-eight films, um, the artwork is awesome. It's absolutely brilliant. I love the artwork on it, uh, and that's actually one of the things that uh, drew me to it in the first place. Very much like those old days, the old days back in the day when you'd go to the video shop and you'd be lulled in by the cover art. <laughs> anyway. Um, Scalps from 1983 is directed by Fred Ollenray. It was written by uh, Fred Ollenray and T.L. Langford, based on the story by John Ray. Uh, it stars Joanne Robinson, uh, Richard Hench, uh, Roger Maycock, Frank MacDonald, Carol Sue Flockhart, uh, Barbara Magnuson, uh, Kurt Allen, uh, Carol Borland, Cynthia Hartland, and Forrest J. Ackerman. Um, this is a very low-budget film. Um, however, do not be put off by that. This is a slice of 80s slasher magic. Um, I really, really enjoyed this film. It's got um, silliness abound. <laughs> uh, plenty to go around. It's got some really, really gory moments in it. Um, it's quite eerie. Um, but what I would say is hang on in there with it. Do not be put off by the... Um, by some of the low budgetary uh, stuff, it's a really, really good film. It's got some, uh, it's got a lot going for it. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it, and I got to be honest with you, I'm going to give this one a seven point five out of ten. And you got to check it out. It's well, well worth it. Okay, up next we have got Slaughterhouse Rock from 1988. Let's check out the trailer. <laughs> Alex Gardner doesn't know it, but he's about to be haunted by four dead rockers captive on Alcatraz. The mangled remains of the group members were discovered outside the main cell block. And they're willing to do anything to make a comeback. You have been chosen. This is a message of some kind. It's my music. Oh. say we drive a stake right through his heart and get it over with right now. For some reason, Alex is being called to Alcatraz. Now, with Alex's help, they've got a captive audience about to get a show that'll rock them dead. That monster that I let loose is indestructible. By Devo in Slaughterhouse Rock. At Alcatraz, no one has ever escaped alive. I love that one. It's a great one. Um, of course, we are talking Slaughterhouse Rock from 1988, and it was directed by Dimitri Logothesis. Uh, it was written by uh, Dimitri Logothesis, uh, Sandra Willard, Nora Goodman, and Ted Landon. 
It stars Tony Basil. Yes, that's right. Tony Basil of, oh, Mickey, you're so fine. You're so fine. You blow my mind. Hey, Mickey. Hey, Mickey. Right, you'd be saying that all day now. Uh, I certainly was. Uh, it stars Nicholas Salozzi, Tom Riley, Donna Denton, uh, Hope Mary Carlton. Now, Hope Mary Carlton, of course, uh, is famous for being a playmate uh, and taking her clothes off on screen lots of times. Uh, Tammy Hyler, Steve Brian Smith, Ty Miller, Al Fleming, Michael J. Skrellis, uh, Danny Somerak, uh, Lenka Novak, Julia Rhodes, and Richard Hench. Now, this one um, is very, very silly. Um, it's not frightening in any way, shape, or form. Uh, Tony Basil is probably the best acting presence on screen. <laughs> and there are periods during this film where the pace does dramatically uh, drop off. I mean, it's quite cool that it's set in Alcatraz. Um, it's very, very cheesy, but it does get a little bit boring. And uh, I would say that this one is a 5.5 out of 10. Okay, next up we have got... 2019, after the fall of New York, from 1983. Let's check out the trailer. Since the nuclear holocaust, 20 years have passed. But planet Earth has been reduced to a garbage-strewn radioactive desert, inhabited by humans devoid of all hope for a future. In this sector, in exactly 30 seconds, the hunters and exterminators will begin total disinfestation. If you go to New York and bring us back that woman, I'll guarantee you a seat for the journey. This is Bronx. His mind is a veritable map of New York City, and that's Ratchet. Who's next? The strongest man in the new Confederacy. How do we get into Manhattan? Getting in will be easy. It's getting out that's impossible. to put yourself through all this pain. Tell us all about your mission for the Pan-American Confederacy. You're a cyborg, Ratchet. Great ride, friend, but I have a feeling it's about over. Look. Twenty nineteen. Another sensational blockbuster joins the spectacular new releases from VTC. Oh, yes, now that is a trailer. Now that is actually the pre-search trailer for this uh this slice of uh, Italian madness. Um, of course, we are talking 2019, after the fall of New York from 1983, uh, directed by Sergio Martino and uh, written by Ernesto Gastaldi and Sergio Martino himself. 
It also stars Michael Sopwick, uh, Valentin Monnier, George Eastman. Now, some of us would remember George Eastman from Endgame when we covered that one. Uh, Anna Kanakis, uh, Romano Pupo, uh, Paolo Maria Scaldoni, uh, Luis Escalaza, and I'm going to stop butchering these poor Italian actors' names. However, this slice of, like I said, post-apocalyptic Italian madness is completely bonkers. The plot makes no sense whatsoever. Um, however, it is very, very much in the mould of uh, Bronx Warriors, um, New Barbarians, Blast Fighter, Hands of Steel. It is just absolutely mental. And i got to say, at times it looks very, very cool. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed this one. Um, so if you like your post-apocalyptic Italian sci-fi, this is the one for you. Um, it does go it does go on a little long um, at times, which you do think, oh, come on, guys, get on with it. Um, but um, <laughs> you just got to watch it. You just got to watch it to believe it. It's a great, great, great film. I really enjoyed it. Um, and I'm going to give it a 6.5 out of 10. Now, ladies and gentlemen, our time has drawn to an end. That's right, another episode is over, but don't worry, we'll be back soon. Once again, I would like to say a big thank you to my very special co-host, Mr. Peter Nielsen. Of course, you can find Peter, like you said, over at Retro Movie Geek, alongside uh, Daryl Taylor. Now, you can find Daryl uh, over at... Uh, on the Twitters, as he puts it, on The Voice 123. And, of course, uh, Joel, who is the uh, the conductor of the madness over at Retro Movie Geek, Joel Robertson. Um, as always, we've got a shout-out for Mr. Leighton Winston, who will be joining us soon. Uh, Horror Movie Podcast, want to say a big shout-out to Dave Becker, at DVD Infatuation, Josh Legary at Icarus Arts, and, of course, Jay of the Dead. We want to say hello to our glamorously gothy gal pals, CL Raven. Of course, you can find them over at CL Raven, Raven's Retreat. That's their website. You can find them on Vitalize Radio uh, every Friday, uh, 7 till 9, on the Graveyard Shift. Uh, I want to say hello to Gidget Von LaRue, an angry man from the Retro uh, Cinema podcast. Uh, Paul Hayden from Schlock Horror. CJ over at VHS Revival. Great blog, guys. Get yourselves over there. Of course... Our man, Jay Prowse, over at uh, It Happened Again, uh, his blog, and that's his Twitter as well. And Jay will be joining us very, very soon for our Nightmare on Elm Street episode. Uh, another shout-out to Gareth G. Morgan over at Slasher Trash. And, of course, this one to my man over at uh, Alt Movies, uh, and this is Darren Hall. Now, he's starting a new film project, um, which is LinkedIn Movies. So linking one film to the other and just sort of finding one link between the different films. And he's done a bunch so far. Get yourselves over at his Instagram. You can find him at uh, Alt Movies. Um, he's a great guy. He's always posting some interesting stuff. So he's worth following. So, ladies and gentlemen, all that's left for me to say in the immortal words of Count Dracula, good night out there. Whatever you are.
This is Al from Cadavercast. You've been listening to The Undead Wookiee. The best.